Hello, this is the World Economic News by Coldwater Economics for Friday the 18th of September. I've been away for a couple of days, tied up with other business, but in fact I chose a good time to be away, since as far as economic data is concerned, there was little happening. In Europe, for example, new car sales fell only 5.7% year-on-year in July, which was 1.3 standard deviations above trend, but really hardly dramatic news. In Asia, Japan's trade balance was surprisingly positive, thanks to exports, which fell 14.8% year-on-year in yen terms, but were 0.9 standard deviations above trend. Incidentally, that means the final result for Northeast Asia's August exports was a rise of 2.9% year-on-year in dollar terms, with almost no sequential retreat from July's 1.9 standard deviation surprise. On the same track, Eurozone July imports fell only 14.3% in euro terms, with a monthly movement one standard deviation above trend. Put that into the full G3 import picture, and we get a fall in dollar terms of 11.5%, but a monthly movement 1.9 standard deviations above trend, and that follows the 2.1 standard deviation surprise in June. In other words, the rebound is beginning to get to work on the COVID slump. Right, that's the catch-up. Today's core news was from the US, and two things stood out. First, we had the 6.5% month-on-month rise in September's University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey, pretty much equally fired by a 5.5% rise in assessment of the current situation and a 7% rise in expectations. All round, these were the best results since March, and made huge new highs from the immediate post-COVID bounce seen in June. But remember, the index is at only 78.9, which is not only dramatically lower than last year's average of 96, but also still well below the long-term average of 85.6. In other words, sentiment is improving, but it's still bad. The second piece of news I think is more dramatic. The U.S. current account deficit in the second quarter blew out $59 billion on the quarter to reach $170.5 billion. It was worse than that persistently between late 2004 and the third quarter of 2008, but it was nevertheless unexpected and pushed the gap to 2.6% of GDP in the 12 months to June from 2.2% in the previous quarter. The details were actually shocking because almost every part of the current account got hammered. The trade deficit widened 27.6 billion on the quarter to 219.3 billion. The services surplus narrowed 10.8 billion to 54.4 billion and net international income receipts fell 22.8 billion to 29.2. I confess I should have seen this coming when the three-month balance of trade in goods and services deteriorated 38.4 on the quarter, but actually I didn't, and neither did consensus. What's astonishing, though, is the degree to which the rise in the deficit can be traced entirely to the massive blowout in the fiscal deficit. The federal deficit came to almost exactly $2 trillion in the second quarter, up from just $386 billion in the previous three months. Separately, the rise in privately held 
federal debt during the second quarter came to an astonishing 2.86 trillion. Now, that almost certainly captures the peak in coronavirus fiscal spending because June was a time when the big bills came due. Nevertheless, when you've got that extraordinary expansion in government dissaving, the fact that the current account deficit soured only 59 billion on the quarter tells you that the private sector must have been saving very, very hard during the quarter. In fact, I put the private sector savings surplus rising from 2.6% of GDP in the 12 months of March to 12.7% in the 12 months to June. I'll repeat that, 2.6% of GDP in the 12 months to March, 12.7% in the 12 months to June. The surplus savings of the private sector in the three months to June alone coming to $1.83 trillion. Yes, the number is badly bloated by the timing of that federal deficit. But even so, it suggests there's a considerable degree of financial firepower available to continue the recovery. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening. And if you got something out of it, and I hope you did, please spread the word about the bulletin. And if you'd like to know more about Coldwater Economics, please feel free to contact me, Michael Taylor, on mjtcoldwater at fastmail.com. Thank you.